Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Drink Up! It's the Apocalypse. I am your host, Simon Cassidy, and this is the show that calls Last Orders on Mankind and puts to the test just how well prepared you would be for the end of days. We've all talked about it, we've all got a plan, everyone has their own nightmare scenario, and this is your chance to air those grievances, issues, plans and doubts as we sail toward the end of days. And once again, I am joined for the second time, Miss Kirsty Burton, my PA. <laughs> Because I don't get paid for that, by the way. <coughs> Very few people do. Welcome to podcasting. <laughs> this was not meant to be a two-parter. No. But as soon I as... I kept talking. <laughs> basically, yes. As soon as I called That's a Wrap on the last episode, Kirsty more or less pointed out that I had not spoken about various things that she wanted to touch on about <laughs> the end of the world. Even though in no way... Did they tie into what she was talking about? So why don't you give... <laughs> do you remember an hour ago when I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be very good at this. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yes, I remember that. And then that turned into... A th- I'd like for- to keep talking, Into please. 40 minutes of... You know, actually, I don't You've feel given ready. me a platform and I have some feelings. Yes, we have gathered that. <laughs> we have gathered that very much. For anyone who hasn't listened to the last episode... I mean, I'm not sure why you've not. You've literally paid for it. What was your your previous end of the world scenario? What what were you seeing happening? (laughs) Bombs. Bombs. Nuclear bombs. Nuclear war. I don't think anybody's thrilled about it, to be honest, but... No, no one's thrilled about it, but um, for anyone... I've come to realise from talking about that, that it seems to be... And I didn't realise, kind of, I did maybe a little, know that I was a bit of a control freak, but my issue seems to be with things that I can't control. This happened in the last episode. You contradict yourself a lot. (laughs) You're a control freak who knows all about these terrible things that can happen, but you've got no plan for it. I just don't believe in living your life in fear. And yet, you're a control freak who... Who has anxiety issues, yeah. <laughs> You're a little Pandora's box, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my head is an interesting place. So before- You've been there when I, you're, you don't reply to my text within five minutes, and I'm like, Simon! Simon! Nope, Simon's dead. That's, that's it, <laughs> yeah. it's over. How many times have I presumed you've been dead? It's the fact <laughs> that You're asleep on the sofa. <laughs> it's the fact it can be like half three in the morning, a time when most normal people would go, oh, they've gone to sleep. <laughs> and I will wake <laughs> up... the rub. And I will wake up to 25 messages going, ah, I assume you're asleep. Simon. <laughs> right, okay, night. Simon. Simon. <laughs> Simon, you're worrying me now. After you've acknowledged what has happened. Well, because I have a rational mind and then I have an irrational mind. It's like, you know those people that say that they can always have dessert even when they're full because your dessert stomach is different? You can have security, but terror. Yeah. Sweet. (laughs) So before we dive into that, for anyone who hasn't listened to the previous episode, and this is maybe your first time here, maybe you're a new subscriber, thank you very much. Uh, You guys are literally the reason we're doing this, so thank you. The premise of Drink Up, It's the Apocalypse is to put to the test that age-old theory put forward by some great men that in the event of the end of the world, you'll simply have a nice cold pint, sit in the pub, and wait for all this to blow over. Yes, in the event of the apocalypse, I'm making margaritas. Well, yeah, in the last episode, you went full Shaun of the Dead. You were just locking yourself up in the pub and seeing what happened, which I've got to be honest, I wasn't expecting anyone to do. I thought this series was going to be a contradiction that everyone would flee into the night. But no, no, you were quite content with the old Simon Pegg logic, which is fair enough. Especially as I shockingly hadn't seen that film until not that long ago. Yeah, and then you didn't like... I didn't... No, 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 no. You didn't finish it. No, I didn't finish it. The last episode, you discussed nuclear war. Mm Mm-hmm. 
nuclear fallout, mm-hmm. the futility of life in such a world, yeah. and how you were just going to get drunk with some of your friends, but one of them you were willing to cannibalize. It also came to light that there's other things you don't like. There's other situations that you worry about. So yeah. this, this episode, rather than digging down into your worst case scenario, what are the ones that concern you? The first one was the Z word. Yes. Zombies worry you because in your head they're a likely scenario. Yes. We have had, like, in my lifetime, we've had, like, bird flu, swine flu, Ebola, SARS, like, pandemics, but probably relatively small pandemics. I mean, if we're honest, bird flu was a bit of a, it was was a little bit of a flat tire as far as pandemics go. Well, yeah. My Uh, mum thinks she has swine flu. I know a few people that have a touch of the swine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not diminishing them because I know, like ebola and stuff a lot of people died they, they are still ebola's not gone oh is it not no there's like an outbreak just now with like a thousand cases oh right but there you go a thousand cases in the grand scheme of things quite small Th- okay you know i'm not diminishing those people that are dying but quite small because it's not global yeah. yeah in global terms it's not huge i'm like i'm talking about something that's absolutely everywhere inescapable germs <laughs> I'm not a germaphobe. No, you're not. But this seems a very specific set of circumstances. Yeah, it's the idea of like, like you read the book Flu. Oh yeah, great book. So is that the kind of one you're scared of? Not so much the George A. Romero zombies that'll bite you and the dead rising. No. You're more thinking a natural pandemic that does something to people. Yeah, like I've been there, I've had flu and I've hallucinated and it was horrible. So the idea that flu is quite small in the disease scale or the virus scale. If something like that can make you hallucinate, what could something stronger do? To go with a real-life example, rabies. Yeah. It exists. There is... And I I try and touch foxes outside. Please stop. (laughs) (laughs) And again, we can't encourage you enough to stop doing that. Simon will never let me feed my chicken nuggets to the fox. (laughs) No. Because we're in an urban area. It's a terrible idea. It's not. We're not getting into the issue of urban foxes at the end of the world. They're the least of our concerns, frankly. This is how I'm going to contract it. Touching an animal that I'm not meant to touch. Well, I mean, equally, there's more more terrifying diseases that have been the basis of things like many video games. Can't remember what it's called. Staphylococcus or something. It's a parasite that exists in like a lot of ants and insects and stuff and it's right. literally a parasite that goes into the brain. This isn't going to help you. I don't know why I'm telling you this. I, try, goes, I tend to avoid ants. It goes into the brain <laughs> and it quite literally turns them into a zombie and mm-hmm. it forces their body to climb to the highest possible point and then plants start growing out of its head and it dies. Yeah. So in theory something like that. Yeah. Nature is terrifying. Yeah. And there's, I'm sure there's something to do with like zombie wasps. It's like spiders bite them and then lay their eggs inside. Yeah. Them and the wasp has to go to like. And it's like there's that fish that swims inside the other fish and then eats its tongue and then pretends it's its tongue so that it eats the food. I hadn't heard of that one. Really? You're so into the ocean. I might not be now. <laughs> yeah, there's like, I, I genuinely, I don't know the name of it, but it's a fish and it, it gets inside and it eats the tongue and then it sits there like, ah, so that. The fish is like swimming about, like, hey, it's lunchtime, and it eats things, but it never makes it into its stomach because this other fish is living in it in its mouth. I have so many questions. The first one being, how does it not notice that its tongue has been eaten? Because it's fish. <laughs> I mean, fair. I mean, that's another terrifying place. It's not really an end of the world thing, but you know, terrifying is the ocean. I don't know, water world was the thing. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about all the creatures that live in the bottom that we have absolutely no idea exist. If the sea levels rise, we might get face to face with them pretty soon. Right. Oh, that's there are some ugly things in the ocean. But again, I'm not I'm not scared of that. I mean I am now. (laughs) But anyway, but going back going back to zombies. You're meant to love sea creatures. Literally your favourite thing in the entire world is a sea beast that eats people. 
And you think he's lovely. Sharks are beautiful <laughs> and misunderstood. Also, don't go in beside them. They will devour you whole. Well, they Someone eat a rocking chair once. They won't, unless they think you're a seal. But yeah, zombies are... I mean, and we're not going to do an episode of me. We might for a minute, I guess. But you should, but you should have someone better than me hosting it. Fair. But yeah, zombies are my, my situation. Like, if ever I imagine the end of the world scenario, it's a zombie apocalypse. Because it fascinates, terrifies me. Part of the thing as well, I think that, not that I'm scared of, but take issue with, with the whole zombie thing. Whether it is corpses or whether it is diseased people. In this country, we are probably quite ill-prepared. And I'm not criticising the British gun laws because they're very, very good. But the whole thing about zombies is shoot them in the head. But see, I've always taken issue with with that aspect of it because I refuse (laughs) to believe that many people are so highly trained that they could accurately shoot a zombie in the head. Have you ever read World War Z? No, I started it, but I downloaded it with a very small print. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We here at um, Drink Up, It's the Apocalypse, in no way encourage book piracy. And I didn't say I didn't pay for it. <laughs> I didn't pay for it. <laughs> there is no other scenario that you're downloading a book with a very small print. <laughs> yeah, incidentally, anyone who hasn't read it, download the audiobook. It's like an all-star cast. It's great. If you've not read it, download the audiobook. Do you hear yourself? The audiobook's better. Why don't you just watch the film? It's on Netflix, I think. The film is nothing like the book. That's a whole different thing. Uh, well, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. The, <laughs> the film, I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> the film literally has no connection to the book. Whatsoever. All yeah, right. like Mark Hamill's a voice actor in, uh, in the audiobook. Is like, Brad Pitt not in the book? No. There is not even a Brad Pitt character in the book. Wow. I always wondered how those Glaswegian zombies turned out, though. Not well, I assume. Part of the book is that the army try and take a stand against the zombies because the government wants a win. Yeah. And it's Mark Hamill's like voice character mm-hmm. discussing how you know they throw everything they've got at them and they keep coming mm-hmm. because the army is not trained to make a headshot every time. Right. You're trained to go for vital organs or in a lot of cases you're trained to go for debilitating injuries. Mm-hmm. So when you suddenly just under pressure go shoot them in the head, yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah, we don't have snipers. So realistically, well, I we think... We probably do. I think in the secret bunker. Probably. Not to give away too much of my, like, my shoot job. Uh, I have literally seen snipers on the roof. They're definitely real. <laughs> He worked with Prince Charles once. <laughs> that doesn't tell you what an aspect. I mean, she sounded really cool. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. But, um, yeah, I've literally seen snipers on the roof and police coming out of couples and stuff. It's ridiculous. But then, in a throwback, just drop a bomb on the zombies. They do in World War Z. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, there's quite a few books that doesn't work. Oh, well. Because the ones in the blast zone are fine, but there's another book. It's like Day by Day Armageddon or something. It's like a guy writing like a diary of the zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. and they try dropping a nuke on the cities. Right. And all that happens is the ones in the middle of the city get wiped out immediately, and that's great. The ones on the outside, the radiation affects them, and they deteriorate slower, so they're actually more dangerous. I see. So, I mean, that's a thing to consider. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, it's going to be a restless night tonight. Um, there's another sort of... Is it iteration? Is that the word? Of zombies? That yes. is a possibility. Um, and that's the whole technology. That we, okay. in theory, are zombies Ooh, to technology. I was about to say that's a left turn, but you know what? You've brought it back. I like yeah. that. Carry um, on. I've taken what I wanted to talk about and I have turned it. Just like day-to-day life, really. <laughs> <laughs> Technological zombies. A lot of older people would say that we are like slaves to our phones, slaves to our lap. Teenagers these days, they're always on their phones. They're always on their laps. You get we're 30, right? Yeah, you're 30, I'm 29. Um, 
<laughs> no, I've just thought through it and they were probably calling yourself a teenager. No, but I mean like to... But they would. We are still millennials. I'm not calling myself a teenager. I'm calling, you know, the younger generations. You know, our parents have adapted to using mobile phones and stuff, but like our grandparents' age, yeah, they say that, you know, we're slaves to technology. I think we even would say we would acknowledge that as a yes. Oh, absolutely. I very much have um, I yeah. have two separate cases that charge my phone. Yeah, you have a watch that tells you that you have a notification on your phone, so you then have to check your watch and then check your phone. Um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> there's a lot of things that would say that technology is controlling us. Technology is influencing us, at the yeah. very least. Talking about, you know, we might end up with adverts for bombshellers on our Instagrams tomorrow because we've been sitting talking about it for an hour. But... Like these things are if you say certain words your phone will reply to you because there is a voice and that means that your phone has to be listening to you the whole time to hear those words which is scary anyone, um, anyone listening <laughs> that has one of these devices just at random throw out the words hey google siri or alexa, alexa. buy toilet paper <laughs> yeah that's oh wait no i want to do alexa play africa by toto <laughs> <laughs> if that started playing anyone please I'll like, I'll give you money <laughs> also please don't unsubscribe from my Patreon channel if my girlfriend has just made you buy toilet paper or <laughs> listen start to playing Africa by Toto, Toto. <laughs> but when clearly you should be listening to Hold the Line by Toto no 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 no. So, you- so I've just finished reading this book and I thought it was going to go one way which is what we've just been talking about which is infectious diseases um a fan favourite of mine. So the the concept is that a plane lands and everyone outside is visibly what they believe to be dead. Uh, and they discover it's a sort of coma-like issue. Mm-hmm. They're not actually dead. Because conveniently, there's an infectious diseases doctor on the plane. And then... I'm gathering you didn't like this book. I wanted to. So what happens is that then everyone on the plane goes into this... I don't even know what to call it, like coma. Coma. Let's just go with so, that. So then it kind of like they're going. They go into the town, and everyone in the town's in it. And there's one person who's not, and he's a prepper. So you know, there's got to be there's something to be said for preppers. It moves forward, and it turns out basically it turns out that one of the women works at Google. She works on secret projects, and one of them is that through your phone, your laptop. They send like radio waves and a certain frequency through your phone that puts you into this pause. Probably true. Um, <laughs> we've all been there where, you know, 45 minutes later, you're watching somebody scratching scratch cards on YouTube. I, I've done that. You've come up with me doing that. <laughs> yeah, and I still don't get why. I watched an hour long video of three American guys scratching scratch cards. Basically, the concept is that they send out a certain frequency of radio wave that puts you on pause. And she's planning to pause all of America except her and this doctor because she's in love with him. But essentially, that could be true. I would almost rather the world ended than reading this book. Yeah. So I also is- love the idea that somewhere out there, someone is listening to this and they have that book sitting marked on their coffee table and yeah. they just went, mother. But it is 10 pages from the end. It is the idea that technology has advanced so much. Like, I don't know if you've watched this video yet, but Adobe developed an app that can exactly replicate your voice. No. Um, And you just have to say a couple of sentences and it replicates your voice exactly. 
See, my main question is, why are people working on this? Exactly. Like, what's the application for that? So, robot takeover. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like... Like, it is technology I mean, taking not, over. It's not a new idea. It's Skynet. Yeah. It's Skynet. It's Cyberdown Systems. It's yeah. Terminator. But the whole premise of it was, basically, a new cloud software was launching that would connect your phone to your car, to your house, to your microwave, to... Yeah. I mean, that's... Alexa. That's real. Yeah. I mean, it went insane and launched. Yeah, but you can do stuff like you can open your phone and go, "Oh, can you turn the heating on at home?" Because I'm on my way and I'd like it to be warm when I get there. Yeah. Okay. So this is, (sighs) I mean, to to reel it back in because we've we've covered a lot of ground here, Mm -hmm. a lot of ground. So this is obviously something that you feel could happen. It doesn't scare you quite as much as you know. It doesn't scare me, but I think about it and I like to be aware of it. Explain to us how you like to be aware of this. Because I, it's, not like um, you've, it's not like you've thrown your phone out. No. It's not like you've deactivated all no, the phone settings. No, because there is the joke in Forgetting Sarah Marshall that she was in the film about cell phones killing you. And they say, why can't you just turn off the phone? Um, I'm, not, I'm not giving why up my phone. Why can't you just turn off the phone? I'm not giving up my phone or my laptop, but I do believe in showing them the respect that they deserve. And how do you do this, Kirsty? I am very polite to technology. <laughs> I I speak to the self-service checkout in Asda <laughs> and I thank it for its time. <laughs> I thank automatic doors for opening for me. Um, <laughs> this isn't even a bit. She does this. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. This, this is real. She's not even nice to the technology that you should be worried about. Like computers and phones. And televisions and the internet. Automatic doors apparently are the biggest threat at the end of days. Well, can you imagine being squashed in between an automatic door? It's happened. They just bounce off you and move Ah, on. but have you seen the films when it's a lift? That cuts you. I mean, I've never seen you think a lift, to be fair. You've thought about this one. You're, you're nice to them. Yeah, I like... Is that- and I have explained to you that when our robot overlords take over, I want them to remember that I was somebody who was polite and nice to them. I mean, I've got to be honest, as much as you say you're more scared of nuclear fallout, see episode one, I feel like you think this one's more likely to happen, to a certain degree. Well, I think both of them are quite likely in this day and age. <laughs> well, that's horrifying. There is a, dic- a ridiculous WhatsApp man with access to a button. I mean, I hate to <laughs> I hate to throw it out there, but, you know, the whole premise of the Terminator movies is that the two are directly linked, and that the machines take over, and... All, they launch all the nukes to get rid of humans. There's a reason I always felt uncomfortable on the Terminator ride at Universal Studios. <laughs> because it felt too real. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Never knew what it was at the time, but apparently... Now, now you know. Apparently now I know. It's because you're convinced that tell and Asda's going, that bitch. <laughs> no, it's probably going, why does this woman ha- need, need so much cheese? <laughs> that is the seventh piece, piece of garlic she has sat on top of me this week. <laughs> Okay, so if you think it could happen... Yeah. What's... Don't ask me my plan, because I don't well, know. Well, I was going to say, like, is your plan any different than if... Because it's that thing of how do we get away from technology? Well, again, in theory... Because it, even if you get in your car, there's technology. See, this is where I kind of I kinda wonder, like, what, what line are you going down? Do you think... You know what you don't need technology to do? Open a bottle of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to go a little bit deeper. I was going to ask, you know, are you just thinking that 
one day technology will go too far and we'll have like you know blackouts across cities and nothing will work or are you going to I mean I think that's the potential or do you think technology is going to go too far and AI is going to take over and there's going to be robots and we're going well that's why I'm going to make friends with them okay so really what you're saying is do you think both are possible you have no plan for either could already be possible we could be in the the matrix but that's a whole other thing as well that's a whole other thing simulation theory I believe is what you're you're referring to I don't buy into that though neither did I but I've listened to and read a lot of things and um, it's worrying well yeah but it's pretty I mean if if that is real we're at the stage where you're taking the ladders out of the swimming pool and letting us swim and you don't get that joke because you've never played The Sims and that's frightening I have never played The Sims I don't know what we're talking about why are there ladders in a pool how'd you get in and out of a pool have you ever been in a swimming pool you jump in and then you pull yourself back out yeah but most of them have ladders maybe you don't need them we're real well, that's how we know then. You've cracked it. That is the most ridiculously simplified version of I think, therefore I am, I have ever heard. <laughs> I am capable of getting out of a swimming pool without ladders. Therefore, okay, I'm glad we ruled that one out. Because if we're a simulation, technically, we're already at the end of the world. It's all over. It's not yeah. real. <sighs> Better drink up. So again. Tequila. <laughs> So again, technology takes over. That's not a tequila song. You're drinking down the pub? Yeah. Last orders? Yeah. What are you drinking? What's your last drink? Tequila. Kind. Anything you want? No, I'll make margaritas. We're having margaritas at the end of the world? Lychee margaritas. A shot of coffee, a shot of tequila, a shot of lime juice, a shot of lemon juice, and a shot of sugar syrup shaken with ice. That is how you make the best margarita. Well, I guess that's... (laughs) I guess that's it. The I'm sure we'll have episode three when I think of something the, else that I want to talk about. I guess the lights are flickering, the, <laughs> the bombs are going off, the self-service checkouts are at the door. <laughs> the sun is setting, big guy. <laughs> don't, be, don't be silly, I'm quite small. <laughs> but, uh, I wasn't even sure that was the right light. <laughs> but uh, it's not, really. But um, <laughs> Sun's getting real low in the sky. So, I see you're adding in another light, you've got it almost right and then wrong again. Anyway... <sighs> Folks, thank you very much for listening to Drink Up. It's the apocalypse. There will be many more episodes, many more guests coming soon. And I have no doubt uh, Miss Kirsty Burton will find her way back on probably neater than most. Mm. Uh, where can people find you online if anyone's interested? Okay, well, it's Miss Kirsty on Twitter and Instagram. I don't have an underscore one because I got my username, unlike you. <laughs> it's a bloody egg. <laughs> it's just an egg profile. And I'm stuck with it because it's everything. Even this. Even Patreon. You're listening to this right now. And it's- Bloody underscore one. Anyway. One fall. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was quite good. So, folks, thank you very much. That is all we've got time for on this episode. And we'll be back very soon. So, all I can say is, folks, it's the last elders. Drink up. It's the apocalypse. <laughs>